This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Your top five guide to getting ahead in business on Starting Up. Okay, so we are going to be talking about career changes, people doing well in business, and we have top five tips. But before that, we're going to meet our next two guests. We have... Sorry about that, guys. We have Khalil Damash and Varan Kamani, who are partners of Miss Lily. Khalil, first of all, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. And Varan, nice to meet you too. Lovely to meet you too. Thank so, you for having us. So, guys, we have people in the F&B industry on the station, on our program, quite a lot. And it's one of the toughest places to be. It, it, it's a real difficult place to, to, to do well and to succeed. So... Let's just talk about your story, first of all. Tell us about your partnership, how you two decided to go into business together. Miss Lily's is where most of us know you from, but it's just the start of your ventures together. So tell us, how did you two become partners and how did you decide Miss Lily's was a brand you wanted to bring here? Um, I mean, me and Varun have known each other for quite some time. Um, We're best friends. We're super close. Um, We've always talked about um, wanting to do something together. It wasn't necessarily uh, a restaurant. We had a, a lot of other ideas that we were like uh, running by each other and stuff. But um, eventually we realized, you know, being in Dubai, we're both born and raised here pretty much. And we realized that mm. we're our own demographic. And we realized that there's not a lot of places that we um, that are very soulful or like cool or necessarily um, have what we are looking for. And uh, we both have been to, uh, to New York so often. Varun, um, actually, he could tell you a little bit more about it. He uh, opened his uh, or invested in his first restaurant there. And we know Mercedes from there. And we just thought that it's going to be the perfect um, concept to supplement what's missing in the market here. Yeah, I think I think both of us came from two different distinct backgrounds. Um, I dabbled in F&B before. With your family. With my family. Yeah, yeah. Part of my family business is in hospitality. So I got the bug from an early age and I kind of... I started loving this industry um, and Khalil actually did um, consulting and he did some fina- financial um, evaluations for restaurants Yeah. and we kind of you know, met in the middle and we always, like he said, we always wanted to do something that was different, that was soulful in Dubai and Miss Lily's just kind of totally fit that bill. And what was what was the response of family and friends when you said, look, there's this concept in New York. It's kind of like there's loads of dancehall music. It's Jamaican food. Were they like, do you really think that's going to work in Dubai? At, at first, a lot of people thought we were crazy. They were like, <laughs> so they're like what are you going to Jamaican restaurant in Dubai? They're yeah. like, come it's on. It's funny because you're talking about like career change and stuff like that. Like, like Varun was saying, I was in Deloitte. Um, my dad's also a consultant, you know, yeah. so it was like going down that path. And then when one day I turned around and I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to go open a Jamaican restaurant. He's like, what, do you, what, what do you mean? You know, it's two Jamaican guys, obviously. It seems like a natural <laughs> exactly, fit, right? Exactly. <laughs> They're not really Jamaican. I'm just <laughs> making a joke. You know what? We, we, we fell in love with the culture, with the brand, with everything about it. And um, we could relate to it. And we really yeah. thought that it was missing in the market. Something that, um, you know, people who loved urban culture, they loved, you know, hip hop, reggae. Um, and just a, a small, intimate dining space. Mm. It w- you know, we wanted to kind of fill that niche. And I, I think, I think, yeah. Just building on the niche aspect is that um, Caribbean cuisine in general was not exposed. Um, it was underrepresented here. Yeah, in the UAE. You know what I mean. So mm. we kind of wanted to fill that and kind of educate the Dubai market about Caribbean food and culture. 
Yeah. And I am half Jamaican and I talk about my background quite a lot on um, this program and on other programs. And it is something that you is undeniably Jamaican when you go in there. Um, you know, the fact that you have um, some of the you have ting, you can you can drink that. And right. it's like a drink that I've grown up with. It's like a, the equivalent of lilt. So like a grapefruit, a really sweet grapefruit juice. And there are things that it's are so... It's even better with overproof rum. <laughs> it's even, um, it's one of those things that we, you know, associate with the, pl- with the place and the music. And it's, you know, the fact that you have a sound system and walls of speakers is something undeniably recognisable to me and to people who've experienced that. Do you think the fact that they already were successful in New York was easy to sort of show people, look, this does work and we can make it our own, but do it here? I- I think, um, yeah, to some extent, it definitely did help because, you know, the brand was recognized and, and it was so charming in its own way in New York. But it's really, really difficult to just parachute a concept from one city to the other. Mm, and we're expect different. To, uh, yeah, we're yeah. totally different. People's taste palettes are different. People's, you know, um, you know, so what we had to do was kind of work with the owners, work with the designers, understand the market here in Dubai and tweak it to what we thought would be best fit. So how did you tweak it? Because that's an interesting one for a lot of our listeners who, you know, a strategy might be observe what's happening in the States, try and take something from there and, and just parachute it in here. And it doesn't always work, does it? No, so absolutely how not. did how did you take I, uh, a note of, of, of I, the I local so. if side? You, if you go to uh, Lily's in New York, um, it's a beautiful place. It's more of a neighborhood um, sort of spot, more chilled. You know, uh, it's been open for seven years. So we kind of had the opportunity after a long time to sort of update that, you know. Yeah. Um, we uh, we focus, for example, when you look at the restaurant, we have a big lounge area. You know what I mean? So it's much more in the sense that could accommodate more people for like vibes and like late night drinks and lounge tables for people to like hang out and uh, just vibe. And um, even with when it comes to our menu, for example, like we've um, there's a lot of similarities, obviously, between the... New York menu and the um, Dubai menu, for example, like um, the um, jerk chicken, the jerk chicken, um, and other items. But like we we have something uh, unique, like such as like the aki hummus, for example. We built a section, for example, for sharing platters because we know that the Dubai market they like to go out and they like to dine people and want eat to, and share. Yeah. You know it's what a I mean? group experience exactly. for people here but dining. You know, you know, we also have the luxury of space. Yeah. Um, yeah. In New York, you're constricted, so their kitchen. It's funny when we were when we were designing our kitchen, they were they were looking at us like you guys are living in luxury. You know, yeah. we have three guys in the back in the line, and they're just you know turning everything yeah. out and turning all these covers out. We have a little bit more generous space, so with that was we were able to kind of increase the menu offering. And for um, for want of a better word, do you find that there's been an appetite or for people willing to experiment? You mentioned aki hummus. I guess most people probably have never heard about aki before. You know, we so. tried. To be honest with you, we try to be really um, authentic and, and be traditional to what Jamaican cuisine is. We didn't want to, um, you know, there's a fine line between um, inc- incorporating some local ingredients and, and mm. coming up with something like aki hummus uh, and then completely straying away from what Jamaican cuisine is. So um, our executive chef, Adam Shop from New York, came down and he was able to really do that well and, and still ensure that. We were, our offering was truly Jamaican, and then he, you know, um, by giving a bit of a twist for this local market. Like I that. could take a bit more spice. I'm not going to lie, guys. Really? Yeah, yeah, in the jerk chicken and stuff, I could you, take a bit more. You know more. what's funny is like, uh, 
I, I was never, never like a spicy food type of guy until Miss Lily's. And now my like tolerance for until spicy food is like <laughs> off the roof. All right, guys. Now, listen, Miss Lily's has had its uh, thing. I, I want to hear about Indochine because cool. I'm very excited. That's our because new baby. Fusion is, is uh, you know, what I guess Dubai is all about in so many ways. Yeah. I live on the Palm. There used to be a brilliant French uh, Vietnamese restaurant there. at That's Zabil. great. Uh, um, no longer there. Big opportunity so now, for you. Now we can be your next home for. So tell for us, that. tell us about it. You know, it's a similar, um, it's a similar thing to Miss Lily's. What we did was, we identified a brand that we really fell in love with, and we loved everything about um, the history, the aura, the the essence of it, and um, and we reached out to them and to the brand owners, and we said, hey, we want to. What do you think of us taking this brand and, and bringing it to this day and age? Also, kind of like Miss Lily's, because it was mm. 35 years old in New York. I mean, it's super fit. You think of some of the faces and the it's, people it's that incredible. have been to, through the doors in New York. And the Warhol, yeah. Basquiat. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, the list goes on, to be honest. We, we, we have some really big shoes to fill, but yeah. we're, we're quite fortunate enough to, to have um, been able to strike a really good partnership with them. We're the only people to ever have taken, out, uh, taken Indochine outside of New York, so we're the first outlet outside yeah. of and it's uh, going to be in DIFC it's open. Right? So yeah. it's open. how yeah. big is the space it's um, so it's uh, the total space is 5,000 square feet including the back of house and the terrace and stuff like wow. that but it doesn't feel that way so that's very very important like when you enter the way we segmented the restaurant it's super super cozy and super super intimate so in every room that you enter you don't feel like it's big it's super close it's uh, it's cool you have to and come the, check it out and the I famous will. wallpaper yeah it's there the so that's, that's Martinique there, yeah. wallpaper okay and um you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it over the years. But it's like the big um, banana leaf, leaf. Yeah. banana yeah. leaf yeah. print, yeah. like huge. So your Instagram yeah. moments there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And and you know, it's it's cool because people people kind of remember that. And I, over the years, in, in 35 years, you've kind of seen that wallpaper um, been used throughout in different places, in cafes, mm. hotels, etc. And what was cool is that Indochine was one of the actual first people to ever use that and make that kind of you know that along with the Beverly Hills Hotel I believe yeah. so we're going to get into your top five tips and we've asked every time we ask people to do this we ask them to just have a little think about things maybe they wish they would have known before or sort of mottos and mantras that sort of get get them through in terms of running their business now the first one is raise enough money and budget as accurately as possible and one of our previous guests said the same thing use your nine to five or whatever it is raise that money so you've got the comfort and you feel okay to, to then take the leap. So raising the funds and budget accurately. Yeah, that's super important, especially for um, a res- building a restaurant because there's so many moving parts. And um, at the end of the day, when you have your CapEx and you build your restaurant, you have to have enough operational um, cash flow. Mm. Um, and that's super, super important because if you don't, then you're going to be crawling from a hole from the get-go and it's just going to be really, really difficult because typically a restaurant takes a bit of time to kind of get into your stride and, you know, get going. So you should make sure that you have enough cushion to sustain that at the beginning. Okay, so number two, understand the market and know the target for your concept. Yeah, I think you just need to know um, why you're bringing the concept uh, what uh, purpose is it going to serve? Um, who are you? Who's your main clientele, and who are you kind of um, bringing this concept for? You know, and I think that's very, very important to understand because a lot of people try to bring concepts out here and they they fail and they don't understand why exactly. 
um, you need to understand the needs and requirement of the market. It's quite interesting, this uh, sector, because in, in many startups, you can play at it before. You can dip your toe in, in, in the water of it. Launching into F&B the first time, it's a big jump, right? It's, it's a, it is a big jump. And uh, like you said, I mean, you could dabble, uh, dabble in F&B when it comes to like delivery and stuff okay. like that. But when you want to open a concept like Lily's with a lounge and a full restaurant, you kind of just have to go all out, you know, um, and it's a big risk, but um, I think if you do it in a calculated and a smart way, and like what Varun was saying, you raise the correct funds and you have the correct partners and stuff like that, then um, it's kind of more calculated. Do you think? Do you think social media has played a big role in the success of Lily's here? Yeah, absolutely. I think social media is a great tool um, in this day and age, and if you utilize it correctly, it can be great. You, you know, we've been able to build a lot of followers from the um, the time we opened. And, you know, when, when cool and interesting people or celebrities visit our venue, we're able to share that with our, uh, our guests and our audience and, they, and then they react to it. And it just kind of creates this community um, that we can, you know, uh, build these relationships and make it stronger and have them keep coming back. It's honestly the most powerful tool because you could um, take in-house content and shoot it out so, so quickly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Rune was saying, like a celebrity just came and visited Lily's, boom, next day, it's up there. We have 13,000 followers uh, following our page, you know, and people, it's, it starts a hype, people get excited. Yeah. Cool, we have to book Lily's, we're coming in tomorrow. Who's you know going to be there yeah. Who's gonna when be I there go, you know? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And how open are they to having their picture taken and put up? Are most celebrities it, pretty it, cool about it or are some of them like, look, I'm just here to... It depends. Um, we kind of have our... Our mentality is that to, to treat all the celebrities and, and the famous people just like regular, normal diners. I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing, I think, because that's what they want at the end of the day. They want to be treated normal. They want to have a nice experience and they just don't want to be bothered. Yeah. So that's the key. Um, but we're able to kind of, since we're so present in the venues and we're always there, we're able to kind of um, build a relationship or meet them and, and speak to them and, uh, you know, and yeah. then... Um, then it kind of just falls naturally sometimes with the picture and whatnot. Yeah. You know, okay. if, it, if it was kind of forced or... or, or it yeah, was, you're coming through the door. Stand do, there you know right now. I mean? Stand yeah. there and get a picture. Then, then it would be a little bit more difficult. But, you know, we kind of approach it in a different way and it's kind of worked out. Okay, so number three is choosing the right location. It's interesting. Both of your um, restaurants are downtown end, you know. So location has been significant and important and you've gone that way for both of them. Neil's like, we need more restaurants on the yeah. palm, that's where I live. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I live in that area, you know what I mean? So it's my area, so <laughs> that's why I, I kind of, you I'm know, you. so that's why I kind of chose this area. But also, we've always wanted to be part of the DIFC, to be honest. I think uh, the DIFC, in, uh, like you were saying, it's very competitive in FMB and stuff like that. So the location is so important because you need somewhere safe, less risky, uh, somewhere with a lot of footfall, somewhere where you could manage to do both lunch and dinner service. And um, that's that's the reason why we chose somewhere like the DIFC, for example, you know. But um, yeah, location is key. Location th is very, very and, important. And, you know, um, we like to consider our places like a destination for people to go to. But you still have to keep in mind that synergy and restaurants around you yeah. also help yeah. um, and contribute to your success. And I, th I think for any entrepreneur who's starting, to be honest, I'm like, location in Dubai is not easy to get. You know yeah. what I mean? It's either if you don't have a huge name or you're not known in the market and stuff like that, it's very hard for a landlord to sort of give you the time of day to give you a prime location. You know what I mean? So 
It's, and, st- it's tough when it comes and, to that. You know, you're talking somewhere like DFC. You guys have now set up VKD as as your hospitality group, so you can expand on your portfolio. But you know, you're competing with big restaurant groups there who yeah, are, you know yeah. are dominating in an area yeah, like that. So, yeah. like you said, you need to show something yeah. to the landlords. Okay, let's move on to number four. This is about building the team around you with great people. Yeah, I think this is probably the what's going to make or break you, um, especially in this industry because it's uh, you know. Teamwork and and the, and talented individuals that you surround yourself with are are very very critical to the success, um, and more so than that, I think building a family culture with this team, um, and making sure that you foster a, a, an environment where they're happy and motivated to come to work and and day in and day out, um, I think that's super important. Yeah. And and you say you you know instilling a family culture is important. Is that what you guys do by spending so much time there as owners? Yeah, we, like we're there pretty much every day, you know what I mean? And I think it's um, like I sit down with my staff all the time. I sit down with them for staff meals. I talk to them. I I know what uh, um, like sometimes what they're going through. We talk. It's 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 a very uh, we, we make sure that the environment is very um, fun to come to work at. You know what I mean? It's very open. And if people want to like sort of uh, express themselves creatively and stuff like that, there's always room for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we always listen to our yeah. staff. And we always tr- uh, kind of try to share our vision with them so they understand what we're trying to do. And I really think that service standards are exceptional in, in Dubai. I was in Kitzbühel recently. They've just launched Zuma there. And, and they were using a skeleton staff from really? Dubai to launch yeah. it. And, and I think that's something for Dubai to be, to True. be proud it's, of. We're lucky. We have, it's so cosmopolitan also. And you get people from everywhere around the world who mm. get to come here yeah. and kind of showcase that talent too. Um, but but you're, you're, you're totally right. Like even when you travel to Europe and stuff like that, sometimes and you're sitting down, you're like, the service in Dubai is really good. You know, it's very they're in very some places. In some places. Yeah, and the, and I think some places in Dubai are exceptional. I think I think it also you know besides the training and whatnot, it's the it's the energy of the of the team yeah. that also helps. And I, what, touching on what Khalil just said, um, the fact that we're very present and we we listen and we try to have we're very accessible f- to our staffs. Um, to our members so like if they do have a problem if they do have issues that they want to raise they have our direct ear you know at any given point in time because hospitality is 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 from the from the bottom up rather than the top down so um, although we're there and we're present the customers their first interactions is going to be more with even the the bathroom attendant with the runners with the those are the interactions they're going to have yeah so if they're not happy and those people are not you know smiling and the energy is not cool and it's going to read to the guests and they're going to exactly. feel it. Yeah, ultimately, it's yeah. all about that. They're, they're your salespeople, ultimately. And that know? leads nicely to number five, making sure it's a cohesive experience for your guests yeah. because they come in and the front door is the very first, yeah. you know, taste of, of, of Miss Lily's or any restaurant. I think I think it goes back also to, uh, to the points that we were discussing before. Um, in such... Uh, in the landscape of FMB, where you have everything, you know what I mean? And there's so many restaurants in Dubai. Um, how do you stand out? And I don't think, I think now it's just more about, it's not just about the food or the drinks or the staff. It's really the entire cohesive experience. You know, it's from the moment when you enter the door to the level of the music, to how your hostesses treat the guests, to how you're seated, to how the food is. And, it's, and that's what we really, really try to focus on. It's experiential dining. Yeah, what, you, what's yeah. a venue, guys, that you thought would succeed in in uh, Dubai but didn't, and why? That didn't. Yeah, because um, we were talking when we were interviewing our guests earlier. Um, they were saying these are the things you should do, but sometimes it's also the things that you shouldn't do. 
and learning from your mistakes? You know, I'm, I, it's hard to kind of pinpoint one specific restaurant, but um, there, there have been numerous um, concepts and stuff mm. that have been opened here. And you would think because of where they're from and how successful they are abroad, that they'd be super successful. Yeah. yeah. But what, what I've seen is, unfortunately, they've been um, kind of put into like the big conglomerate companies yeah. and they've kind of just, you know. There was a huge launch event, wasn't there? And they, I think the Kardashians came oh, over for an Alpha yeah, Tan yeah, currency. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a concept. Yeah, complete and utter, sorry guys, complete yeah. and utter failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Finally, um, <laughs> you, uh, you uh, say diplomacy. it's normally yeah. five, and you guys have one final bonus point, which is lead by example. This, yeah. And I think that's something that you've kind of weaved into lots of your answers already. You guys are very much prepared to put the effort and time in as well yeah i think you have to be and and i don't think this is only for hospitality i think it's for every business if you're going to start your own business if you're going to be your own boss if you're going to if you're going to um, try and, and and make it you have to you can't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and just do it and lead by example and 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 you know Let's work hard and work hard that's okay. it that's the secret. Thank Work you both on. so much for coming in on this miserable wet day in Dubai. Really appreciate oh, thank you, you for bringing us. It's our pleasure. A little bit of Caribbean sunshine to us. Khalil Damash and Varun Kamani, our partners at VKD Hospitality. Thank you both thank you for so coming. Much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And best of luck with the new Have restaurant as well. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.